JB and Jules for breakfast, only on Triple M. Hit subscribe now. Those people where the hustle never stops. They're always out there. They're always selling. Do the hustle. <laughs> you know the hustlers. I know that. Oh, they've got a very good work ethic. They're an excellent employee to have. Yeah, they are an excellent employee to have. Often they're, um, a self-employed. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're always they're, they're just always on. I don't know when mm. they turn off, and I admire it a lot. Um, they must get home and just pass out just so they can reset. Because surely never stop hustling. And someone who is very well known for that is big friend of the show, Thermy Carmen. She's, she's literally known as Thermi Kami because she sells thermomixes. She's the thermomix lady. And last week we had our little competition out the front to win seats at our um, Ocean Fest table. Yes. So Thermi Kami, she won a seat for her and a friend yep, at Kim. Ocean Fest. Yep, they so, joined us. So she was there at our table for 10 for, for our seafood luncheon, which was glorious. Oh, yeah. delightful. It's amazing. Jules, Jules brought her friend as well. Was allergic to shellfish. So I didn't know. Couple she didn't of, tell me. Uh, We've moved on from that. If you missed it, check out the listener app. Bit of a stupid situation there. However, <laughs> Jules Thermikami, um, as I said, she sells thermomixes. And I was sort of sitting there waiting, going, I wonder I wonder whether she'll say what recipes she can do <laughs> in a thermomix <laughs> with all this seafood. And so I'm sitting there at the table. To my right is Boss Man. To yep. my left is my wife, Jess. Yep. And on the other side of Jess is Thermi Kami. Yep. I'm sitting there and I'm sort of like feeling it out going, I wonder. I wonder. You're sitting back. Anyway, I um, nature calls and I need to go to the toilet. Right. So the toilet's at Ocean Fest, probably 50 metres away. Yep. So I've got up, gone there, just number ones. Come back. Thanks for sharing. Probably been three minutes. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to give it give context. Yep, yep. I wasn't gone. For it long. wasn't a long. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Wasn't a long time. Mm-hmm. By the time I get back, my wife leans over to me and says, "Should we look at getting a thermomix?" Demi Carmi. I've gone. She got her. She reeled her in. What the hell <laughs> has this woman said to you while we're gone? And as I said, I don't know whether to be furious. Or impress, but I guess when the Thermomix arrives, I'll figure out whether to be or not. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? If you've ever wanted to delve into your past, if you've got connections in Bundaberg, maybe you thought, oh, I don't know if I've got some ancestry here that I'm yet to delve into. Well, turns out there is a new way to discover those links with the Bundaberg Cemetery Records. Bundaberg Cemetery Records. So prior to this website, it would have been what a matter of going through looking at headstones, trying to figure out where family members might be from generations gone by. A fair bit of legwork indeed. Well, it turns out that Bundaberg Regional Council uh, only last year just discovered a whole bunch of uncovered cemetery records. They were so fragile, they couldn't scan them with a with a scanner, normal technology. They had to take photographs because they are over 140 years old. Wow. And so they've taken photos of it, been able to upload the data and yep. put it all up onto this website now. Into literally a website online. The register covers uh, records from the years 1879 to 1995. They uh, have all been individually photographed and if you want to track down your ancestry this would be an incredible way to do it now i obviously couldn't do that because i don't have family links here in bundaberg but if you have all you need is a surname you pop it into this record you can find out the location of a burial 
uh, the date of birth, the date that the person had been laid to rest, and even some details potentially about where they lived if they were shared. And does this just is this just for the Bundaberg Cemetery up the road here onto Calvin Street? Or? It's for the Bundaberg General Cemetery. So they cover a whole bunch of different areas like um, Bundaberg, Childers, Gingin, even Apple Tree Creek. So it can tell you the specific burial site and then you can go off and do your more research or you can go and visit that place and pay your respects. Yeah, it'd be good as well. Like you don't want one of your uh, ancestors to have their burial plot and it's a mess and there's nothing been done to it yeah. in a while. So it might be worth having a look at. So for me, I know I've got family ties to the name Fresta, so I could just type that into the website. Bob's your uncle will show me who, well, if Bob is my uncle, they could show you <laughs> if he's buried in the burial plot there. That's it. All you need is literally a surname. It's awesome to see these pieces of people's history hopefully coming together. So if you want to check it out, just Google Bundaberg Cemetery Record Search. They're different, but they're ours. <laughs> JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. Later this week, it's a celebration, the second year of World Macadamia Day, which, um, yeah, it's only been going for a couple of years now. It's awesome. And I mean, Bundaberg are exporting and growing an incredible amount of macadamia trees. It's it's insane. It's taken off, hey. Every, yeah. se- every second farm, you might have seen a different crop a year ago. Now there's a big batch of macadamia trees there. But mm. um, they are a great export for here, and I think there's good bang for buck for the farmers. But... Yesterday, we were lucky enough to go to Marquee Macadamias to do a bit of a tour. And we did some interviews and things like that with the kids. Yes, and With some cute. of the specialists. You'll hear all of those in the next couple of days once we get them across. But um, there was a moment yesterday at Marquee Macadamias because we went there and it was St. Luke's had a small class, a small ag class that was doing an excursion at the same time. How good to be at school and be like, we're going to go off on adventures and we're going to see the outside world. Yeah, and so then there's us, there's guys from Channel 7 and there's there's a bunch of kids. And what what were they, 12? 11, 12? Yeah, something? yeah. I wouldn't say super young, no. No, no old enough that like yep. you could have a con- good conversation Absolutely. with them and stuff. And like the idiot I am and why I probably got in trouble at school a fair bit was I immediately started a game with the kids where we were pegging macadamias into the catcher, which yes. is fun. That you became- were sort of leading by example and all the kids then wanted to do it. Yeah, and so I started, yeah, I think I was stressing the teacher out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Bad influence, JB. Anyway, one of the kids put like a nut up on this on this part of the tractor, and I was, yep. and they said, oh, "I want to crack one open." I was like, "Stand back, son." <laughs> And old JB show you what to do here. And so I've stopped the macadamia nut and cracked it open. Yes. And he's like, oh, excited. And you I had thought, a full audience. I the went, crowd goes wild. I went, yes, what a moment. And then, of course, being how kids are, they went, do more. Do and so, it again. So then every kid wanted me to just crack a macadamia for them. And I'm stuck in this situation where... I'm a, I'm a people pleaser. I don't want to let the team down. And so, and I'm a bit of a show off. So yep. there I am going, come on, kids, let me, let me do this thing for you. Anyway, I tried it on a second macadamia nut. I've loaded it up, got yes. the kick ready, yep. kicked it, and unfortunately, it did not crack. The leg balanced back. Yeah, it was a sad moment. It you'd, hurt. Let, you'd let all the. I'd let the kids down. The kids that look up to you as a role model, as their hero, all one, let them down. One of the kids turns to me and goes, oop. Shouldn't have skipped leg day. <laughs> then another little girl goes, you shouldn't have skipped cardio day either. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? I hate scammers. There is not enough words that are appropriate for radio for me to yell and throw at them, but them robbing people of their money is just despicable. And the latest scam, the text message scam going about, is called Hi Mum. 
the high mum text scheme. Mm-hmm. So I assume targeting mums. Targeting mums. Well, coming from mum. Essentially, uh, this one has been floating about the last couple of months and has robbed Aussies of about $2.7 million. He's only in a couple of months. Yep. Yeah. It's always... You'd feel so stupid getting done by a scam, and there's always all these warnings going, don't get done by scammers, yep. but some of them are that convincing that, and they're getting better and better and constantly developing, unfortunately, So, and with the openness of all of our phones and everything and all of our technology... It really opens us up to get scammed, doesn't it? Absolutely. My mum almost fell for one of these where she thought I was texting her. So they are getting convincing. But the latest uh, scam that is floating around is essentially coming from someone pretending to be your mum. And it actually comes up through the contact that you have saved in your phone as mum. So it's not as an unknown number. It comes up as mum. So it comes up as if a text message has come from your mum. It's not a random number. Yeah. Yep. And the message essentially says, I'm at Coles and bought the wrong card with me. Can you please lend me 150 bucks? I will pay you back tomorrow afternoon. And then they leave some bank details. Wow. Yep. So 150 bucks. I did the maths with about 2.7 million over the past couple of months. That's yeah. about 13,000 times that this scam has been fallen for. And I mean, it's convincing. If my mum said that to me, oh, you'd probably... You'd, you'd do anything for your mum. You'd flick the money across, wouldn't you? 100%. Like, mum, she's forgotten. She's got the wrong bank card. It in, can happen. It's, in saying that, I'd say a lot of us has probably owed mum money at one point or another. <laughs> so she sent the other through, way around. If she sent through bank details that you didn't already have saved in your banking app, you'd probably be a bit sus on them, wouldn't you? Absolutely. So it's just absolutely cunning that they can also... I didn't even know that they had the possibility of essentially pretending to be another contact. So they've got the technology to do this. Is there a way that we can tell? Yeah. So the ACCC and the cybercrime experts have actually come up with recommendations. And this is one of the things that mum did when she got a text message pretending to be me. So it came through as a WhatsApp message for me. Okay. So what you should do is to confirm the identity with another form of communication. So what mum did was she called me. So a good idea is to pick up the phone if you get a text and just be like, Hey, doll. Hey, mom. Is everything all good? Yeah. Okay. So someone sends you a text message asking for money. Mm-hmm. Option one, just give them a call straight away. Absolutely. Yep. Don't open any links or attachments that are coming through the text. So don't click on the the links underlined in the BSB or the account details that they've given. Do an internet search just to confirm if this is a reference, a similar scam. And as always, report the scams to the ACCC website. That was wild. Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. Crazy season upon us is magpie season. I think a lot of us are triggered by that sound right now. Last year, there was there was a family of them in my front yard. I'm talking big kahunas. And <sighs> just every day, I'm just walking past. My ne- neighbour had a shrine to magpies. Why? What do you I mean don't a shrine? Know. She had sculptures outside. She loved them. She would feed them. and They would all flock outside our house. Lunatic. Yeah. Lunatic person. I am terrified of them. And it got even worse last year when I was riding one of the Neuron scooters. So I was fanging it around Bagara. I was going at full speed before they brought them back. So I was going 25k an hour. Mm. Had the wife on the back. Magpie pecked me right in the back of the head, bleeding everywhere, and ended up with a concussion. I was so upset by it, and so, so 
Uh, people kept calling up, calling me a pussy, and so I, I think no, nah, that's not fair. <laughs> uh, I would have, if someone else had told the story, I would have laughed at them and done the same thing. So I understand why people did that. You've um, lived through to tell that tale. I, I've made it through, and I'm at the point with magpies where I made a song about them last year. I hate magpies. <laughs> Just I hate magpies. La 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 la. Forgot I'd made that song. I've made too many songs. <laughs> it's a good one. I can um, get around it. But yeah, magpies, they are heading into their peak season. September is apparently when the most swoopings occur. Where there they're are... protecting their their offspring, I yeah, suppose. So what it, it, what yeah, so what it is is there'll be a nest with babies in it and what'll happen is the male's job is to protect the nest. So if anyway they're feeling threatened, mm. even if they feel threatened by you strolling past, not even seeing... Not even knowing there's a nest nearby, they get threatened easily and they will peck you hard. But it turns out there's only one way to stop it. For those riding bikes wearing zip ties, I've seen a couple the other day. They'd just gotten a bunch of sticks out of the bush and wedged yeah. them in their helmet. They're creative. They're going, we're just going to do whatever we can to ensure we're not swooped. Do you know what that successfully does? What? Makes you look like an idiot. Oh. Doesn't actually, according to all experts, help avoid... Really? So we've been stupidly doing that? Yeah, maybe if there's enough sticks that they can't get through it, maybe, but apparently it doesn't do much at all. It doesn't deter them. They just go, look at this person with with sticks, I'm going to peck them in the face. But one way that can actually help stop magpies swooping you, apparently foolproof, the BirdLife Australia National Public Affairs Manager, Sean Dooley, has come out with this. Mm. So imagine having a business card that says, I'm the <laughs> BirdLife Australia National Public Affairs Anyway, um, but he said, whether you agree with it or not, the only foolproof method to make sure the magpie knows that you're a friend is to make sure you feed them. I hate magpies. So, Just he said, what? <laughs> magpies have almost never swooped the person that feeds them. So, you have to become one with them, a friend. Become, like my neighbour was actually onto something. So, your neighbour has probably had some catastrophic event that has led to her feeding the magpies, and they actually become a friend of yours and will never swoop you. So, if they live nearby your house, maybe it is worth feeding them. But. What? What do you feed them with? A bit of bread? I've heard some people said mints, but then I've heard that makes them sick. That's expensive. Good. Then I've, the cost of living is way too high already. They're like that friend that's just such high maintenance. You go, you're not worth the effort, are you? That was wild. Let's get down to Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. Over the weekend, JB and I were out and about at the Bundaberg Port Marina, and wasn't it a fantastic time at Ocean Fest? Under the sea. Glorious. Perfect day. Perfect food. Perfect amount of stalls. Perfect amount of people. Perfect live music. Tick, 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 tick. So many good things, including the incredible seafood luncheon that we were lucky enough to be part of. Yeah, we were spoiled, rotten little radio announcer people thinking we're all high and mighty. And we were in the tent area. So Triple M had a table, and there was Boss Man and his wife. Bronnie was there, a couple other workmates. Our winners from the seafood platter for two. Yeah, Bernie Kami was there, myself, my wife. 
wife, Jules, and you brought a plus one. It I was, did. wasn't your partner because he was out doing gigs. Yes. I invited a footy mate of mine, and um, she sort of hit me up a couple of uh, weekends ago and was sort of like, hey, you want to hang out for drinks? You want to hang out for drinks? And I sort of said no a few times. And then she mentioned um, that she had she was going to go to Ocean Fest and check it out. Yep. I was like, perfect opportunity. I haven't been able to catch up with her. I'll invite her along. So um, I said to her, I've got a seat for you. If you're interested to come at the seafood lunch table, you can eat a stack of seafood. What I didn't realize. Is that what you messaged? Can I see the exact message? Yep. Yep. I can read it out for you. Please I want to see the exact message because yep. you said that seafood twice. Yes, I absolutely did. And there, I probably said there was a, a beep ton of seafood. Um, I'm passing over my phone. You can read the message. Okay. So... so Loud and clear, so straight be, for the record. Before I read this message, can you reveal what the issue is with this friend mm-hmm. coming to Ocean Fest? So I did not realise that my friend is terribly allergic to seafood. Yeah, Perfect. She rocks up. I said, you're going to have a prawn? No, I'm allergic to shellfish. <laughs> are you? Why are you? What do you do? I was as shocked as you, JB. My, my mouth was wide open because, as you can see on my phone, I have messaged her about so, coming to this lunch. So, Jules has said, are you going with anyone to Ocean Fest? Mm-hmm. I think there could be a spare seat at our seafood lunch table. Mm-hmm. She said, no, nah, not really going with anyone. Was just going to check it out. I like the ocean. Mm-hmm. Do you want to come lunch? Come to lunch in that case? I think we had people pull out at our table mm-hmm. so you could get a heap ton of <laughs> seafood for free. But pretty sure there's only one spot. She said, yeah, that sounds awesome. I will supply the alcohol. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Who is going to be saying, yeah, that sounds awesome about something that they are allergic to? During the day, me and Bedford (laughs) spoke about this and we said, there's got to be a breakdown in communication. I assume Jules said, do you want to come to lunch at Ocean Fest? And And, didn't spell out that it was seafood. And didn't spell out that was seafood. Mm -hmm. But after reading that, I can confirm you had reiterated there is a lot of seafood. Under the, sea. the poor girl was sitting there. She wanted to get out and socialise, which I do love that she came anyway for that. She was um, eyeing off the grapes, eyeing off the strawberries. Yeah, she ate great. And then there was a, a component that she could eat that was, in fact, the salmon. <laughs> and then I realised, as I'm looking down at my plate, I have got this humongous hunk of salmon hoeing into it all myself. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? Big talk is about the Anzac pool. Let's go surfing now, everybody's... Ah, yep. It seems like another week goes by and not a week where we do not discuss the passion behind this demolition of the pool. Yeah, so there's obviously two sides to the equation. There's people who are saying the new aquatic centre, that's progress and that's what we need to be moving towards. And um, apparently a lot of funding is on the line if we don't demolish the Anzac pool. But on the other end of the equation, there's people saying this is etched in history. Not only does it show respect to those that served for this country, but it also holds memories to so many people in this town. Yeah, and demolishing it a year before the centenary, it just doesn't sit right, does it? Yeah, um, in saying that, there is a lot going on in terms of creating an Anzac memorial in that spot. But is it the same? Apparently, there were like veterans that have played a part in creating this pool and things like that. So... It's really, really tricky, and I'm on. I genuinely am. I'm so torn on how I feel about this. I do not envy the decision makers here. No, I'm all about progress and all about. And the new aquatic centre is going to be oh, fantastic, amazing. It's a massive draw card for people and competitions to come here. Of course, with the Olympics looming in 2032, yes. massive chance for training and things like that. Um, 
But yeah, history. Anzacs. Yep. Oh, so what tricky. What do you do? Yeah, and um, the latest news to come out is that a Gladstone-based company, uh, Loftus Contracting, has been the, awarded the tender to demolish Bundaberg's Anzac pool, which I don't like. I, no, I do, why can't we do lo- have locals doing the job? But do locals want to do the job? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they couldn't find a local the group that wanted to actually get rid of the Anzac pool. So it's tricky. So that information's come out earlier in the week, and that's then led on to a petition that's been started. Um, and Helen Blackburn started this petition. It's on change.org saying, Bundaberg Regional Council is intent on destroying a part of the region's history, our local pool. Built to help rehabilitate veterans after World War One, the pool was gifted to the people for the use of the community. Time to show the council what the people want. Please sign this petition and help save our pool, our history, and our heritage. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So when did the petition launch? So it launched only earlier this week. From what I see, um, the figures I have is they're just under 200 signatures at this point. Yeah, so, a lot of passionate people. So a lot of passionate people getting behind this. But what what's, so what do we do? What does, what does the petition achieve, though? Like, I understand there's a lot of people that are vocal, right? and they want to create change. They want to halt this demolition, right? Yeah. But what does this actually achieve? Do they need a certain amount of signatures for the council to consider it? Is that how it works? And I guess you're always, uh, like, you, you don't envy the council making these decisions. No. They, You need to progress and we need to build new things. And how do you do that while also showing respect to our history? And I think they're trying to do that with the new Anzac Park. And you're not going to keep everybody happy, right? You're never going to keep everybody happy, but it's just a really tricky point. So if you do see any signs around the Anzac pool, anything happening there, um, of course, that's what it's all about. And if anyone is doing uh, the petitions or rallying against it, please, please, please do so respectfully and safely. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? When it comes to cash, I guess all of us can be a little bit pervy at times, can't we? Yeah, definitely. Uh, what do you mean pervy? Want to know what everyone You want to is... know what's in the bank account, right? The best things in life are free. But you can give them to the birds and bees. I want the money. I dare say we all want a bit more money right now, especially when it comes to the C words, the P words. Yep. Yes, the cost of living, the petrol prices, all the things, the cost of iceberg letters at KFC on Bourbon Street. It's just too much. And so, interestingly enough, finance comparison website Finder has actually crunched the numbers when it comes to the average amount of money that we have in our savings accounts. I guess when you look at your own bank account, you often go, well, what's am I doing okay? Mm. I think I'm doing all right. But the, you're right, there is nothing to really compare it to because it's one of those topics of conversation you don't talk about it with your friends. You don't open up about. So it's a bit rude. I'm pretty interested to know. So the average savings, is this for all Australians? I've got it based on the average adult and then by male and by female. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. The average adult in their bank account, in their savings, has $39,439. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think that was a lot or not that much? That seemed. I was thinking about this because yep. when you think about the average adult, you're mm-hmm. talking about people that are on the cusp of retirement, yep. things like that. People that are retired and they've saved up their one and a half million or what have you to, mm-hmm. to be able to retire. So, or that money might be put towards something like a house. It might be put towards things that are very expensive, like children yeah, that suck all your money out. Have they broken it down in terms of age brackets? Because I'd like to compare it in terms of people that I'm more like-minded to because the yep. average savings, I know my parents would have a heap more and I'd like to think that when I'm that age, yeah. I'll have gathered a heap more. But yes. 
It does grow over time. Um, I have to say that the youngest age group is definitely the lowest. But interestingly enough, for men, the average is higher. It's $52,786 in their savings. Yeah. For women, it's only 26132 So I'm thinking things like potentially maternity leave or as uh, you'll probably hear conversations today with the pay gap conversation, there is that difference there. Well, what I would assume is when we look over time – That'll that'll adjust naturally just because there's more women leaders, business owners, et cetera, totally. et cetera. When you think about the older generation, how many of the business owners, the really successful people, do you know that are women? And that was because there was obviously a big, big amount of inequality back in the day. So yeah. so that's what I think's caused that. I think over time that should balance out naturally. Yeah, I think times are changing. And interestingly enough, from now to six months ago, there's been a 75% improvement in people's bank accounts. Well, that's because half of them were locked inside for, for yeah, so long they but couldn't people spend are going, it. we're stockpiling now. We don't know what's around the corner. We're going to make sure that we are prepared in case we need to get some cash right here, right now. But I tell you what, these people that have an average of 52786 I will send you my bank details. That was wild. Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. Bonds up. They announced early in the year that they are coming to Australia. And yes. We were particularly excited, you and I, because they announced things like direct flights to Melbourne. Yes. Direct flights up north, connecting regional Queensland better than ever for a price that is actually reasonable. And, and this is unheard of. When yeah. you look at the competitors, you haven't got much to choose from, or you've got exorbitant prices, or if you want to fly north, you have to fly south first. It's annoying. It, there's nothing more frustrating. When I come back here from Townsville is when I fly over Bundaberg and land in Brisbane just mm-hmm. to come back to Bundaberg. I <laughs> Let's drop me out here. I'm oh, yeah, good. Like, can I just get a like a little backpack and I'll little just parachute? I'll just parachute yeah. down into Bundy, it'll be fine. But um yeah, we're thinking finally, here it is, Bonzer Airlines. This will change the game. And the big announcements were that they were coming mid year. Yes. Well now it's August and we don't know what the hell's going on. Yes. Um, and when I seen some news that dropped from Bonza, I was like, here we go. Time to get excited. Let's do it. The news, Jules, yes. from Bonza Airlines uh-huh. is they named their new aircraft. What? They named their new plane. What? They named it Shazza. That is the big news that they dropped, that they named their their aircraft. I don't care about that. I just want to be able to fly where I want to go. They named it Shazza. I don't... They Why are they it, wasting time on this? Why are they uh, did they film a little video? They named an aeroplane Shazza. Did they do a little marketing and campaign? Now for every single person that is married to a Sharon, they can say, "Well, it's not the first time I've ridden Shazza." That's it for now. Catch JB and Jules weekday mornings from six to nine a.m. on Triple M Bundy, or subscribe here to get all the best bits.